Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Angular Air. I'm your host, Justin Schwarzenberger. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking X Layers. Uh, pretty cool yeah. project. Can't wait yeah. to hear more about it. Dig into it. Uh, let's say hi to our panelists, and then we'll meet our guest. Joining us today, we have Mike Brocky. Mike, what's going on? Uh, not too much. Uh, been away for a little bit. Happy to be back. Uh, but to be clear, did you say pa panelist ends in ST? Was it STS or just ST singular? So I said it really quick. So I don't know if you could hear if I pluralized it or singularized. It's one, right? <laughs> I think it's just me. Just you. All right. You're holding down the fort today for our panelists as one panelist. <laughs> wow. That's a, all right, cool. And so joining us as guests today, we have William. William, how's it going? Hey, I'm William. So uh, my name is William and I work uh, with uh, Wasim. It's my first time on a, on a podcast, on show, on live, yeah. on everything. It's my first experience. Awesome. <laughs> we're, we're stoked to have you and, and hopefully it'll be, it'll be fun for you. Uh, we're pretty low key and mellow, so hopefully you'll have a good time. We're, we're stoked to have you. Um, and joining us is our other guest, Wasim. Wasim, how's it going? Hey guys, uh, doing well. Thanks for having me back. For sure, for sure. You've been on a couple episodes uh, throughout the years. Yeah. It's crazy to say years. I can't believe we've been going yeah, for that long. It's a long time, uh, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we were talking about it before. Uh, last episode you were on, we were talking CompoDoc. Yeah, CompoDoc, and before that, Angular Universal. It's really uh, like old. <laughs> and we got a totally new topic for today. Yes. Yeah. All right, you want to uh, tell our viewers a little about yourself for the ones who haven't watched those back episodes? Um, yeah, sure. So my name is Wasim. Um, I'm an engineer. I work at Sphere in, here in Paris, in France. And I currently I'm leading the open source um, department here at the company. And on my spare time, like I like to build stuff. <laughs> so I'll uh, build like a couple of projects such as NGX Tools, um, Xlayer, Angular Klingon, and bunch of other stuff like content. You can check them out on internet. Awesome. Awesome. So we're talking yeah. X layers today, right? Yep. So what is X layers? Okay. So I actually have a, like a, some slides to present. Um, so we give you a little bit of history and context. So um, can you share my screen? Yes, please. Okay. Let's do it. All right. Okay, everyone is seeing the screen, right? Yep. All right, perfect. All right. So, so yeah, as I mentioned, so I'm I'm Wasim. So, and this is Xlayer. Um, this is about actually like designing, implementing the design, and repeating, <laughs> and how we can solve this because like there is lots of stuff to solve. So, a little bit of history. Um, I actually like. Maybe maybe a year ago, I was um, like doing Angular consultancy here in, in Paris for some clients, a bunch of them, and um, like when it came to like UI designs and implementation, I started actually like to notice a, like a common pattern, because like usually you have like this idea you want to ship to prod, and then like between you go like this like whole process of like designing and then sending your design to the dev team uh, and like trying to iterate over this again and again uh, until like eventually you you ship it so 
like, like to summarize, basically, you have this. You have your idea. You go over the specs, um, wire maybe some wireframes, and then simple prototype. So I hope everyone is doing this. <laughs> and then like, you start this whole workflow with like visual designing um, this widget or this feature, and then iterating with dev team like to implement this design, and going back and forth, and yeah, and then have it in your products. So the problem about um, this workflow is I do believe, like personally do believe that most of design code workflows are broken and simply because like implementing the, the design um, by a developer is can be sometimes like tedious. Uh, well, most of the time it's like fun. It's a fun task, a challenging task. But usually, I mean, you have to do the same thing again and again. You have to implement the layout, the CSS, um, maybe like, like repeat, repeating yourself again and again. And this can be really boring or tedious, uh, depending on, on the person. <laughs> um, other thing is like, while you as a developer are implementing the design, the design team actually um, maybe got some new updates to, um, like to build in their design to integrate to their design. And obviously this would break the code that the developer has uh, previously implemented. So maybe uh, the developer would need to either like integrate this, the new design into their uh, code, their implementation, or in the worst case, maybe like throw everything and like start from scratch. And from the business side, this can cost a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you in the US, in the US, but like here in France, in Paris, like um, a day, like a person day, can can cost like between on average, like eight hundred or maybe thousand uh, euros. Um, like times the number of people working on this, this can really be um, can cost lots of money. So how can we fix this? I mean, at the end of the day, we're all engineers, and maybe like our um, like first task in life is to automate all the things. <laughs> so I was thinking about this, and I thought, yeah, I mean, we can definitely build a tool that generates uh, like most of the uh, of the design. But uh, if you're, I don't know if you're familiar with the model-driven architecture, it's like a common topic in computer science. Like I remember when I was at university, we have this course and it's really a hard task to do like for, for computers, like to generate um, code based on, so here for MDA is based, based on um, UML diagrams. And for the, for like the fun facts, I actually had a friend of mine who like she spent five years like doing her PhD on this topic. It's really, really challenging topic. Yeah, as soon um, as you, you say like, okay, let's solve this. That's, that's the thing about building something. I get all like sweaty and nervous. I'm like, man, that sounds like a giant project, right? A real challenge. Yeah, I mean, that, that's me, I, I like challenges. Like, um, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> and and if, if you remember like uh, using Adobe Dreamweaver or my favorite Flash Builder back in the days, I mean, it's a WYSIWYG uh, thing. You can like build your UI by like drag, drop in, and creating the UI without like all right, small amount of code. Um, so yeah, some tools have tried to solve this this issue, and like even today, uh, many great tools are trying like to solve the same uh, issue. 
I'm not gonna name them, but they are like tons, <laughs> tons on the internet. You can find them. Um, the problem with these um, tools is like many of them, if not all, are not free. So maybe some of them have like a free plan when you have you have like one user or one design or one project, and then you have to pay for the rest. I mean, and this is completely fine. I mean, this is business. That's totally fine. And many of them are not open source for the same reason. And this could be like an issue for some people. But uh, yeah, and again, some of them, uh, not, not, not all, but some of them are not cross-platform. For instance, if you take like, SketchUp, uh, SketchUp, uh, like the, the Bohemian, they only support macOS because SketchUp depends heavily on Cocoa SDK and you can't use it on other platforms. And you have other tools that only work on Mac or Windows, Microsoft Windows, but luckily, luckily there are a couple of open source alternatives uh, which also work on, on Linux. But the thing is, uh, even those who may, might be free, um, like they have some sort of like plugins that would require you to buy a license for like Sketch or for um, uh, Adobe XD or, or those, those UIs. So you will have to pay for the license. And um, one of the things I noticed is like some of these UI, like these UI tools, um, even like some of them who do support code generation, like they only do basic HTML, CSS, and JavaScript generation. Uh, you would have to take these templates and integrate them into your favorite framework. And for this, like on the business side, you will have to like hire someone with these expertise if you're not doing it already. Um, so as I said, I wanted to solve this. So <laughs> I started this project a year ago um, and then like I had to uh, pause it for a little bit and we started, uh, like we resumed um, recently. So this is Xlayer. This is basically a, um, tool that tries to bridge uh, the gap between designers and developers. You know, I was mentioning earlier. So you have the design code workflow. So why not have a tool that generate most of the layout, most of the code of your widget? So obviously it cannot generate everything because you would need a human to implement all the complex logic that businesses need. Um, so this is not going to replace <laughs> any developer anytime soon. Don't worry about it. So it's basically an online um, code generation service. It's a web app. It's written in Angular, obviously. And um, I want to highlight this. Xlayer is not yet another UI designer tool. We are not trying to replace your favorite UI designer tool. I mean, for designers, if you're familiar with, if you like to use SketchUp or envision, like use them. Um, you don't have to change your habits. Xlayer is all like really integrates with these tools and acts as a code generation for them. So today, Xlayer supports, uh, like fully supports SketchUp and it basically converts your SketchUp file uh, or design into basically any code. I will, I will explain the any code part later on. So for today, we support SketchUp uh, up until like the la latest version, uh, 53, I guess. And we are like also trying to support other 
uh, SketchUp file format compatible uh, UI designer tools uh, such as uh, such as um, Envision, which have like the similar file format, or maybe we're also thinking about Adobe XD. So these tools are totally on our radar. So Xlayer is fully open source. So everything is open source, like the code source, but also like our agenda, like the planning. So like everything is open source. There is nothing like we're not hiding anything from you. <laughs> and it's totally like it's fully community driven. So we get like feedback from the community and also feature requests. And we are really lucky to have a bunch of people helping us. Helping us. Um, and we also have like a regular um, contributors to the project um, besides uh, William and, and myself. So thank you, thank you all. We do also have uh, like two sponsors. So the first one is Fair. So this is the company I work for. So they really um, do a great job by sponsors this project. And like, yeah, William is working at Sphere as well. And most of his work is on Xlayer, actually. And we also uh, wanted to thank Centrigrad, who actually contributed the Xlayer logo. So back in the days, like I did a context, like asking for people who can create a logo for, for Xlayer. And Centrigrad uh, won the, 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 um, like the context. And like, it's really, really fun. I, I like it. <laughs> Um, I should also mention that we are an open collective. Uh, I, like we don't really talk about it uh, because we're not like seeking for money. We're only like like need like help from you guys contrib uh, contribute to the project. Um, so yeah, for now, I mean, obviously Xlayer costs like a little bit of money, but that's fine. But maybe for some features, um, which I would talk about uh, next. This feature would like require maybe um, some infrastructure, and this would cost a little bit more money. But we're not talking about money here. Uh, before um, you move yeah. uh, too far forward, um, so you mentioned everything's open source, uh, everything from the code to the planning to um, feature management. Um, so where would one go to be able to um, get involved? Mike, or, I have, or is that something you're going to get to later? I have a link. Yes. <laughs> All right, then I'll, sh I'll shut up now. Okay, but thank, thanks for mentioning. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, to give you the short answer, we're on GitHub, yeah. So currently, and uh, we support these frameworks. So obviously Angular, which like has been the first uh, first one. And then we had like uh, the community contributed uh, with like web components, lit elements, stencil, view. Uh, and yeah, like, I mean, we like we made it easier for everyone to contribute. Like the parser and the code generator are like have simple APIs, uh, and the, the code generator, for instance, it's only like a string based code gen. So you can put like Flutter if you want. You could like generate Java or PHP if you would like to. Okay, so wait, 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 wait. So you you and your team built a tool to help us convert our sketch apps into code. And you made it so that it works to all those other platforms right there. That's well, really impressive. That, that was an accident, actually. <laughs> so yeah, well, I, well, I, well, want, I want accidents like that when I build stuff. And <laughs> we, we'll get back to this on um, the discussion part, maybe. Uh, so yeah, I, I just want to take like a minute to talk about our long-term goals. So obviously, we want for now, like we don't have any sharing support. So um, we would like to have this uh, supported. Um, 
so people can share their their projects with anyone like on the internet we have like um like shortcut links or uh, bookmarked links for instance and this is actually part of a bigger user story because we would need like to have like some infrastructure like have a session support have a like a database where you can store files and all, all the stuff uh, obviously we want to have more frameworks so that's like depends on you <laughs> and um we also like we're thinking about externalizing our code gen api so we can have maybe a rest api where like you can request for batch processing or even like have a cli integrated to uh let's say the angular cli or Vue cli or other frameworks or like have a, for instance like a schematic or a builder for for angular and uh, obviously more ui design tools but this is really um like difficult to say because if the tool uh, is like have, if it has a, um, like let's say a parsable or maybe a hackable <laughs> format, file format, we could support it. Otherwise we cannot uh, for some like technical, obviously reasons. <laughs> uh, someone from the community has suggested that we can have uh, maybe a VS Code plugin and SketchUp plugin like to ease the the use of xlayer maybe imagine you are you're a developer on like on on uh, working on your vs code with xlayer plugin so you can drag and drop your design and have the code generated for you that would be really awesome and finally where we're thinking about having like some sort of xlayer dsl where for instance because currently actually what we generate like the html is only div based <laughs> like everything is div like divider uh, so if you as a designer have if you have like a, a button or an input or table we would only generate divs for now and we want to fix that we want to generate tables buttons and like semantic html but for this we would need some help from you from the designer so maybe while you design your button or your inputs you could add some hints for the code gen so we could use this and integrate it to uh, into our code gen and uh, finally, so we obviously have a domain. So this is um, where everyone should go to, for, to use the app, xlayer.app. And since we like, we want to be really inclusive. And so Justin, we I have a special special announcement for Angular Show users. Awesome. So we also have a design TLD, xlayer TLD, and. We also have an xlayer.dev, kindly uh, sponsored and donated by our friends at NG Atlanta. And special thanks to Zach here. So yeah, app, design, and dev. Everyone is happy. <laughs> all right, and they all go to the same spot? Yes, for now, they all point to the okay. same um, CDN. Cool. Yeah. And so Mike, yeah, we are on GitHub, xlayer slash xlayer. And we also have a Slack where everyone is welcome. All right, so I'm done. Okay, so um, I'll stop sharing. I, I, okay, let me pop that out of there. Let's see. Okay, I think there's probably a lot of questions. We want to kind of <laughs> dig into some stuff. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm very interested on the the Angular side, right? Like, what uh, what's that story now? So I, I have a Sketch app. I have my design team, or maybe I made my Sketch app to to prototype what my app is going to look like. And I'm ready to start converting that to code that I can use my Angular app. Yeah. Um, just before, before I forget, uh, we could do a demo afterwards. 
So yeah, for like for now, I mean for Angular, um, well, we obviously try to uh, like implement all the best practices for each framework. So for Angular, we code gen an ng model for you, which has like everything. Uh, basically, the um, the design that that gets generated, and all you have to do is like um, import that X layer model into your code base. So when you generate the 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 um, the design, you either have like a zip file you can download on your system file system, or we also like integrate with. I actually didn't mention it, but we integrate with um, StackBlitz, so you get like go to StackBlitz and you have we like we push all the code gen to StackBlitz, so you can like continue prototyping there. Like and we're trying to do this for other frameworks as well, like those who actually those who StackBlitz supports. <laughs> Cool. Okay, so the, like if I'm looking at the site right now and kind of the the intro image shows like a calendar kind of uh, yes. UI, right? So let's take that calendar UI and let's just take like the top part, right? That has the, the month and the day and the year. Um, let's say I've got that design and I want to convert that into an Angular. Is that going to be a single component? Do I have yeah. control over that? Can you kind of Let's talk through that scenario. So yeah, for, for now, I mean, if you if you see like on the top left, it's, it's still in alpha version, <laughs> the X-Layer. So we are still like, for now, it's like a raw code gen. Uh, we basically, um, and like to be completely transparent, we just go over all the layers into your design and like convert them to, um, to divs. So we have only one component with, which has everything, uh, which is, Obviously, not the um, perfect thing to have uh, as a developer, but we are just like at the beginning of the of this, and that's why like we're thinking about, for instance, like trying to optimize as much as pos possible the generated CSS as well because we have lots of duplicates, and uh, at the same time we also will start trying to optimize the generated code, uh, generated HTML as well. Um, so yeah, this is something also we're aware of, and uh, we will try hard to fix it. Okay, so it's going to take. So let's say I'm, I'm trying to like remember kind of back in my days when I'd work with Sketch App, right? And I think you can make different concepts with like different pages or, or views, or or like let's say we have this calendar, right? And then we yeah. have another layout that's um, for like uh, event details. And so if I bring that into here, would it identify and say, okay, I'm making two components, one for the calendar, one for yep. the event. And, and then in that one component, each component that makes like this calendar component, um, it's gonna, you're saying it's gonna take that, it's gonna look at all the way I have it broken down in my sketch app configured and make divs out of all the containers and stuff to, to replicate yep. that in HTML. Uh, so, so actually, we've tried this. So, yeah, in Sketch App, you have like pages, and on each page, you can have the designs, like widgets. Um, so, um, like, well, actually, like the best workflow that works well with like, currently that works well with Xlayer is to have only one widget per design, because we like this is really tied to the implementation of the file format uh, from Sketch App, like. Like you have like a, um, a recursive layers actually into your JSON file, and you have no separation between, like in one page you have no separation between each design. Um, or like maybe this would change in the future. I don't know. I mean, we only like 
try to implement what's in the file format. <laughs> and um, so, but we do support like multiple pages. So if you design have multiple pages, you get them on the left side, on the sidebar, and you could like switch um, between each page. But for now, I mean, this is like, we are trying to recommend this like to the current like Xlayer early adopters, like to have only one design per per sketch, per page. Okay. And then, so then it generates that HTML and yeah. CSS as well? Yeah, HTML and CSS. Okay. So you have like two parsers. You have the layers parser, which spits out HTML. And then um, we also like extract, and this is like part of the work that William did recently. We extract all the positioning and styles into a separate, by, by I mean, using a separate um, parser. So you have the CSS file, you have your HTML file as well. And like during, yeah, sorry, just during the code, code gen part, we integrate our like framework specifics using like TypeScript or JSX or anything. So are you then also deriving any types of behaviors as well? Um, so if there's like a hover effect or anything like that, is that a... Um, um, yeah, that so the short answer is not yet. <laughs> okay. I wasn't sure because if you're defining yeah. different pages and layers for different styles, whether or not those could essentially be incorporated into the same thing, or maybe those extracted styles could be um, different classes that could then be applied that you could apply mm -hmm. based off a different event. So a hover or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, for now it's really completely static. I mean, um, but I mean, who knows, maybe this is something we could add in the future. If we, like once we, once we're okay with the uh, generated CSS uh, code and the generated um, semantically valid HTML code as well. Actually, on the roadmap, uh, there is uh, something we uh, consider a lot see, uh, to make the, the, the design responsive. Actually, it's fully static and uh, is using a position to make uh, the design match to your SketchUp design. Yeah. Yeah, we had a question. Yeah, for now it's like one-to-one -one code gen. I mean, no optimizations are applied, and uh, yeah, we have like Jeff from the contributor uh, team who is uh, currently working on like trying to have a fully optimized uh, CSS um, uh, generated uh, code. Um, and yeah, there are like some like we found some thesis on the internet where people like trying to apply some patterns to this. So yeah, we are looking in into this. Yeah, cool. I imagine like now that you have the the pipeline created, yes. right? The, the process for doing this. Now you can really dial in and iterate yeah, over we, that. Yeah, we can. We could, yeah, we could build on it and then like have more robust um, code gen. Um, so I have two questions, and they're not totally related, but I'm going to ask both of them at the same time, and you can answer whichever you want. Um, so the first is um, how. What type of framework specific sprinkling are you doing uh, within the generated code uh, to make it um, framework specific? And then my other question is related to code quality. Um, and not to say you're not writing quality code, just to be clear. Uh, but I mean, do, you mean, the do you mean the code? generated code quality or? Yeah, generated code quality. Okay. 
Um, are you envisioning that to be production ready generated code or is this prototype um, level quality? Um, just wondering what the target is or if you have multiple different targets. Sure, sure. That, that's that's really a good question. So, so to answer your second question, so the the our target developers are like um i mean it, it is not this is not uh targeting production ready apps because you would still have like to clean up some bits of the generated code so we almost like trying we like trying to generate maybe i mean uh perhaps like 80% of the code and then you would still have to implement um like specific uh ui logic or business logic uh, like you mentioned, hovers and all these behaviors. And um, so for the code, I mean, the code quality, it's, I mean, we only generate like the needed parts. I mean, for instance, for Angular, we have an, a module, we have a routing module, we have a component, HTML file and CSS file, and also a spec file. And with and all these frameworks have also a readme which explains how you can integrate this into your specific framework so yeah for for the for angular module we have like the minimum minimal basic like um code structure with only the component that like we generated so yeah i mean code quality should be okay <laughs> like uh from um if we take into account only what X layers generates, and then for like framework specifics, um, we are like doing really like the minimum um, set of integration. And, like we give you, uh, for instance, like again, take Angular. Like we mimic the Angular CLI. For instance, when you generate a Angular CLI uh, component using Angular CLI, we basically have the same amount of code generated plus. Uh, all the um, code gen from your like the layers and the CSS. That's basically it. And we do this for all other frame um, for React, for Vue, and other frameworks. We're not we're not generating anything extra actually. <laughs> uh, I, I like that. I like that approach. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna dig a little deeper. Okay. Uh, yep. What uh, how, how does it handle the CSS stuff? Does it create CSS classes for us uh, in there? Like, what does it? How does yeah. It do so, well, the first approach. I mean, when I implemented this back, um, like I, I use like I used to have like inline CSS because like in Sketch in the Sketch app file format. You have uh, let's let's say like a JSON JSON representation of your layer, and it has also like positioning. It has um, shadows uh, information. It has styles. Everything encapsulated. Um, but then um, what we did recently is um, like we try to generate random CSS uh, class names. And then um, have a separate CSS, uh, like external CSS file, actually. And then we like use this. Uh, actually, when we generate uh, like random uh, CSS class names, we try to like um, enrich the existing parts, like existing AST with this information, so we can have like sort of like map them, you know. So yeah, we try to this like as clean as possible. We were like separating the CSS from the UI. 
Um, and yeah, like even the CSS classes are like randomly generated with um, like minimum ca characters for like file size, if you want. So we're trying to get this. That's cool. Uh, I can totally see that th there's a potential there too as, as going forward. Like you talk about with with design designers DSLs and things like that, that somebody yeah. could come in and say, "Oh, well, we want to prefix all of our selectors with this." And can I load that configuration into X layers? And X layers will use that in the processing to you know create yeah. my CSS names and stuff like that. There's that potential there, right? Yeah. So yeah, this is actually something we did. We like I personally didn't consider, but it's really like a great idea. We can like totally get this. But yeah, I mean, with with the amount of work we have today, like we're only like scratching like maybe two percent of all what we can do for for the future. Um, if you if you want, I can like uh, give you a demo. Yes. Yes. I mean, awesome. <laughs> it's it's gonna be quick because everything is automated. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Okay, let me share again my screen. Oh. Share. Okay, so can you see? Yep. Yep. So here I'm in the app. Like, let's go to the dev. That's much cooler. <laughs> so yeah. So um, this is the like basic. Um, UI, I mean, the, the editor uh, interface. So we support drag and drop. Uh, you can drag and drop your file. You can browse your your file system. And where, like, while we work on Xlayer, actually, we, we've added this minimal set of um, demo files. So we can try them. And also, we have this these files integrated in our uh, test uh, system. OK, so, so really quick, you said Xlayer's, this app is built in Angular. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm assuming you have like an Angular component there to handle that drag and drop. Yes, it's uh, it's yeah th th this part here yeah. And you said it's open source, right? So now like if I'm needing to implement drag and drop of a file into my application, hey, I could go yeah, check go, that go, go, go get it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> right, I should right. I should mention that Xlayer is using the Apache license. So just just in case. Okay. But yeah, everything is fully, uh, fully um, open source. So, for instance, the um, where is it? The uh, date picker you mentioned earlier. This one. So it's this one. So, it, like, I clicked on the demo file, and it's like I mean, I could also drag and drop it from my file system. Both work actually, and I probably showed both of them. So we have like the design, and you can see where I, when I go. Like hover over all the layers, we have some like hints, and on the left side we have like all the pages. So this one have has only one page, and this page has all these layers. So these are the layers created by the designer using Sketch App, and also like labeled uh, as such. And then here on the right side we have this preview. So the actually the preview is. Um, we just extract the preview from the Sketch App file because Sketch App already embed a PNG preview of your design, so it was really handy. <laughs> so you can click on it and like download it. And for some layers, we have some basic informations like um, the name of the layer, the kind, 
some basic positioning, maybe for some of them, I don't know. Yeah, have some colors also. And do we have this on the top? We have a sidebar with a couple of features. Like for instance, you can like debug your design. I mean, <laughs> that's that's a developer uh, <laughs> feature, uh, as I, I should say. And you can like zoom out, zoom in, and up. You can have this 3D um, inspection um, view, where we like using CSS 3D, like we uh, how we should say like um, separate all the layers into 3D mode. And um, so, uh, Summit, who is uh, one of the contributors, um, he's working actually on having this like has a 3D rotation, you know, like 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 if you are using like <laughs> a 3D modeler or something like that, just just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that that's really cool. What uh, that's just CSS that you're doing there? Is it like um... that's only like CSS 3D with perspective and like 100% CSS. That's pretty impressive. And the code gen part is the last button here. Oh, so when you click on it, you have this, um, and yeah, and everything is material design component. <laughs> so we have this material tabs. You have the, like the readme in markdown file. You have, uh, this is, so this is Angular. So we have a component, really simple. We have the HTML, like, as I said, everything is a div. And these are the class, CSS classes we generate for you. And also, we're trying to be um, area accessible. So we try like, to add um, any accessibility information we have from the Sketchify app. And on the CSS part, we also spit out all your CSS information, uh, obviously, for the same element, HTML element. So as I mentioned earlier, if you notice, we have like some duplicates um, CSS properties per per node. So we're in the process of trying to optimize everything and have like clean CSS output. Um, there is a basic like for those who test their code, <laughs> basic minimal test file, and these are the models, the roti models, if you want, and the um, X layer models, sorry. And here we have the supported frameworks. So let's go, for instance, to view. So I have the same thing. Like this is obviously view file, like trying to, uh, again, um, implement the best practices. And for those who are watching the show, if there is something that bugs you or bother you, please reach out to us uh, for like the your favorite framework, like help us implement because we are not aware of every like uh, guidelines or best practices for each community, so feel free to reach out to us. Um, last one was okay. So so this is the production actually. So we, we don't have lit element because we like we didn't release um, yet. We have like two two weeks cycle cycle release actually. So in the dev mode recent currently we have lit element. Um, Plus this, so yeah, this is like stencil, um, and yeah, I mean, all the rest are the same thing. Like the code gen generate the same thing, HTML and CSS, and the rest is specific to each framework. So let, let me get back to Angular. 
So when you're, for instance, on Angular, um, Stencil, or um, React, you have this Staglitz export button. So here we go to like we create actually on demand a project on Staglitz, and I really want like to thank folks at Staglitz because they helped us uh, get this work like seamlessly. And then I have the file, the, the, the folder, this folder contains like all the files that I just showed you. You know, everything's here. And you have your um, your uh, component generated. For instance, let me change the date up. Oh, I mean, it's, it's, it's dynamic. <laughs> and for uh, some like, for instance, I don't know, maybe Stencil, yeah, Stencil, like currently Stagbliss doesn't support Stencil, like they're working on adding support for it. So we disable the export button and we give you like a zip export you know, on your file system. That's like a fallback if you want. And that's it. That was the demo, really quick. Let me stop sharing, okay. Okay, so how, um. How do you envision as going forward uh, this to be supportive for us managing changes over time, right? To our uh, designs, or our, so we take that uh, calendar component uh, or calendar design, and and we make tweaks to it. You know, two months in, and I got to come back and, and plug it into the pipeline and go through. Like, um, how's that process? I mean, um, in the future of this of X that, That's something like. The, the community would um, decide on. I mean, if this is if this is something that everyone wants, so like there is a voting system and an RFC uh, on the, on GitHub. So, like yeah, anyone can create an RFC and let's let's discuss and iterate over it. Uh, if this is something you want support in Xlayer, yeah, I mean we could do it. But like for now, because um, uh, we actually tried earlier to have like when you code gen your components, uh, I mean, you could still like update the generated code inside Xlayer, but then we couldn't actually update the design. So it's only one way, it's like two ways, it's really hard to implement. Because <laughs> we, yeah, we, we would have like to have an extra data structure to maintain this the like, two-way binding, you know. And that, yeah, for now, that's something I personally haven't considered. Maybe William has something to add to this. But yeah, if this is something like you, Justin, wanna wanted well, like wants to, if you wanted to uh, to have it in Xlayer, yeah, let's let's discuss discuss uh, on GitHub. Yeah, because I can see it kind of right now. Like, and again, it's in alpha, right? So we're just breaking the ground on it and getting going. Um, yeah. So make sure everybody is aware of that, right? But um, that I would take my design and I would kind of almost use this as like the the getting started for that first implementation of that um, design or component in my application, and then from there I'm I'm up and running, and now I'm living yeah. in my app as I make changes there. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, we did like we did the estimate like if for instance I have a basic component like the date picker, you like you use the X layer to generate this amount of code. Um, like from the business side, you like you already like. Uh, one a day, you know, <laughs> for instance. Uh, the rest of it, like cleaning the code and adding like Angular um, business logic or something like that. Yeah, 
which is a big step, right? I mean, to to take a design yeah. and and write the markup for it. And, and by yeah. the way, we like at Sphere, we have like um, two clients um, trying Xlayer recently, like currently, and willing to contribute to it as well. Yeah, very cool. Um, so you mentioned there's a voting system. Uh, is there a place to vote and and really pump up the uh, semantic HTML semantic part so we could like cheer for that being the very next um, thing that gets added? Yeah, we we didn't integrate the voting system yet, but it's there's an RFC, so you could just create an RFC and then um, yeah discuss on that thread. But I think yeah, the, the semantic HTML is like we discussed this yesterday with William. <laughs> it's already on the roadmap. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I think I, that's the thing that I'd be really looking forward to, right? Yeah, I mean, that, that getting that. And then I feel like, okay, man, at that point, I can just start chucking things in here, rapidly create the, that initial code that I yep. need and, and be rolling. Yeah. Alex, even, even us, like as developers, like even the code that gets generated, like sometimes it's really not, not, not ideal, you know? So we want better code and clean code. So we are working on that as well. But again, I think the key is that you have a system there, right? And you have this processing, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, workflow there. And so now it's just you can start dialing that in and make that happen, like a big. So yeah, that's that's that's, that's true. Actually, yeah, the the core of the of the project is the parser. Actually, uh, so that's why we wanted to externalize externalize the parser as a like a REST API or CLI or whatever, and then. Um, because like Xlayer would be just a UI on top of the parser. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very cool. <laughs> I'm very interested in that idea of having a separate API. Um, yeah. I have some undertakings that are on my radar where that could be very, very, very appealing. Yeah, I mean, if you have a bunch of design files you want to convert. Uh, so yeah, you could just call a, call an API, send a post request with a JSON payload, and then get back the code generated, like instantly. So yes, as we uh, we said, uh, Xlayer, we won't we won't uh, just uh, stay with the client, the web app. Uh, as we were mentioned, uh, we want to try uh, VS Code plugin, uh, SketchUp plugin, and yeah. use the parser and a lot of more product and extension and plugin and exactly. so on. Yeah. So the API would be like the core of all of these uh, UI, I mean, tools, integrations, yeah, I should say. And we, since this is a, a web app, do, would you be able to kind of, you know, easy, not easy, easy, but uh, <laughs> the roadmap to getting it into VS Code might be uh, a little more. Um... Well, yeah, we've discussed this um, with the team actually. Uh, so if we need to build a VS Code plugin, we would like have a separate project actually. Uh, we, we, we won't have because like obviously the app has a landing page, has this editor UI. So that's would be too much for a VS Code plugin. So. Um, uh, yeah, we would have a separate code plugin that uses actually the um, the code gen. I mean, the, the parser and the code gen APIs. Sorry, but cool. we actually started because we already like thanks to William, we already converted the the project into an Angular monorepo. So we have the parser which sits there as a library, like TypeScript library, and then we have the application which is the UI as you can as you see it. 
so like even starting from like maybe because we have like a two weeks milestone maybe in next milestone we should be ready to publish the parser separately onto npm that's really cool that's really cool yeah. i do have one other question uh that i was curious about uh how about like form fields inputs and stuff like that does it do anything uh for that right now so that would be part i mean to me actually that would be part of the semantic html uh story so if we yeah if we see that you are you've you, you've designed a um, text area or a button or an input or like other form fields um form fields we should be able to convert them but this is also tied to the dsl part so we should really think about it and how because as like one of my first like priority was to not impose anything to designers i mean we don't want to ask them okay you should use this tool and this tool and that tool to get your design to xlayer i mean no no one would do it uh, so we want them to use their like their typical tools their like typical habits and um don't change anything and then just if they want drag and drop their files so but for the dsl part we might need to ask them like a little bit like a little favor <laughs> Just like give us some hints because um, the information that we have into inside the ske the sketch app file format doesn't mention this actually. They're they're all like layers. <laughs> they're just layers. So we don't know if there is an input or a table or a, like a checkbox. Yeah. All right. Very cool. Or we could use we could use machine learning maybe to generate this. I don't know. Let's get crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all kinds of possibilities, right? Yeah. I've awesome. thought about this actually earlier, but that's like for version three maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be crazy. We'll have to do another show on that for sure. What um, I can also see this as as being a you know a valuable step for helping designers get into Angular more, right? Uh, maybe make that roadmap a little easier if they're able to take their design, have this thing generate the initial component code that they could look at and see, and they could make this reference to and, and understand that like, oh, I made this design, here's the HTML, here's the CSS, oh, here's the code behind it. Um, maybe now that that helps bridge the gap for designers as well to, to yeah. enter into yeah, that, That's why, I mean, it, it, it could be a great idea to have a schematic for, for Angular CLI. That like you give it a sketch up file and then it gets you like the um the usual uh, component generated but with your uh, design into it well, i mean if someone wants to wants to I make mean, it components already support the asynchronous nature um cool. i have to finish a pull request uh <laughs> there's some issues with uh asynchronous uh template sources but that's okay uh we can definitely uh tweak that all right. So you can send a pull request, maybe, Mike. So it's yeah. later. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. All right. Well, we're getting to the top of the hour, so we better wrap it up. Any last things we want to add on X layers before we get to some picks? I mean, yeah. Just check us out on uh, GitHub, or like you can ping me or maybe William on Twitter yeah, for more questions or like just say hi, maybe. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. Go ahead. So, Ivan, you can join the Slack and contribute. Yes. Yeah. I would I, actually. I will share the slides uh, afterwards. Cool. We have all the links. All right. Let's do some picks. Mike, do you have any picks? I have one, and it's not tech related. 
Um, my pick is woodworking. I've been getting into doing a little bit of woodworking, nothing complicated or anything yet, but just the idea of building something with my hands, not necessarily digitally. So definitely a different mindset and um, different set of rewards um, as you get through and accomplish different things. All right. Awesome. Are you going to uh, share any pics of the stuff you work on on social medias? Uh, yeah, I'll share some stuff uh, once I uh, create it. I, I, have a, I have a few uh, interesting projects that I'd like to get started that would uh, are somewhat related. So, Awesome. Very cool. I'll ping you about that, Mike, if you forget. <laughs> there you go. Right on. All right. I've got a pick today, and it's a sticker. It's my most favorite developer sticker ever. And it's this uh, GitHub. Oh, one, right? I know, I know, I know this one. <laughs> and and I got this from somebody. Somebody sent this to me. Even wrote a special note on the back. I don't yeah. even want to stick this on anything. I just leave it by my monitor. Um, Wasim oh, sent me this sticker, and it's my my most favorite sticker. So that's my pick. And thank you. Awesome. You kept it. Awesome. <laughs> that's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's it's my favorite. So, all right, uh, William Wasim, do you have any picks that you want to share? Uh, yeah, maybe William first. Yeah, uh, besides uh, Xrayer, I I work on a project a little crazy. Uh, do you know what is an MMO RPG game? Oh. Yes, yes. Yes. Oh. I'm actually working on a, on a server uh, on the game called Noctal, and I'm I'm really I'm creating from scratch of the entire server, and it's actually open source. Wow. <laughs> oh, actually, there's, there's something I should mention about William. He, he's an Elixir and Erlang developer, actually. He's not an Angular developer. <laughs> I chose that to work on Angular just a few months ago. Yeah. And, then, and he's, he's, rock, he's rocking everything. <laughs> OK, so between Xlayer, that project, and a, and a game project, right? I mean, you obviously like to dive into things that are pretty yeah. massive, right? Yeah. Really cool, really cool. <laughs> Diversity is very cool. Exploring a lot of complicated things is challenging and it's always funny. Yep. I awesome. So yeah, William took over the parser, which is the core piece of Xlayer, like in like three days maybe. Like he took <laughs> over all the ownership. Really congrats. So yeah, I have two picks, if I may. So the first one is Bazel. I mean, maybe you know that <laughs> the uh, orchestrator build tool. So that's actually part of my work on the Angular team. And it's like a really amazing technology. I mean, you should definitely check it out. Um, my second pick is a, is a person, actually. <laughs> is you know Philip Da Silva from the Angular tooling team? So yeah. he helped me actually get on board the Angular tooling team. Like, he's really like an amazing person. Like, I wanted to thank, thank him like during the show. Thank you, Philip. <laughs> very, very awesome. I love this. Our last episode, our guest picked some people as their picks. I, I like this trend. Yeah. We need to like start requiring people. Yeah, we should thank people when it's. I fully agree. I fully agree. <laughs> Speaking of that, Wasim William, thank you very much for sharing your time and coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. But not only thank, thank you, you for being on the show, but thank you for creating an amazing tool. And sharing yes. it with everyone. Thank you, Mike. Very much. I, hope I hope you'll use it. <laughs> All right, that's a wrap. We'll see everyone next time. All right. Later. Yeah. Bye. Yeah.